How are you creating a culture of songwriting in your worship team? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, worship teams and worship leaders, what is up? Great to see you today on this fantastic Tuesday. Thanks for coming in on our Worship Team Training Tuesday weekly shows. We got Rodney Williams right here as our worship leading guest. We're going to hear from him in just a second. And uh, so glad that you guys are here to join us today. Thanks for coming out, Worship Team Training. And we welcome all of you guys listening to us by our audio broadcast from iTunes, iHeartRadio, and also Spreaker. Hello, and we asked the question starting off, how do you create a songwriting culture and to better lead those songs in worship in your church? That's what we're talking about today. So if you guys would, watching by Periscope, our great friends, thanks for joining us, and also Facebook Live, of course. Please swipe and invite. Let everybody know what is going on so we can get this started. And we know that there's a lot of songwriters out there. You guys are looking for inspiration and encouragement. And we want to also let you know that the teamwork that you have with your church is going to help you in creating that culture that God is calling you to help better lead your people in worship. And we have Rodney to speak with about that today. Members, thanks for joining us. Our Worship Team Training University members watching also, big thank you. Who am I? My name is Brandon Dempsey. I'm a follower of Jesus, founder CEO of worshipteamtraining.com, and we do exactly what we say. We train worship teams across the country, working with worship leaders. We have an online university program. We spend a Friday and a Saturday with you and your worship team to walk through your world to understand what you're doing so that we can help better equip you as leaders in your worship environment. Shows like this, you'll see every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or you listen to it on the playback by following our audio broadcast as well. And uh, this is for worship leaders, pastors, musicians, singers, tech. So let's continue. We have Rodney Williams. Rodney has been with us before. He comes from leading worship over at Rivers of Living Water uh, in Chicago. And the last time that he was here, gave us an incredible testimony story about how he got started with this church, how God led him into ministry. So let's hear from, from him now. Rodney, how are you today? Great to have you, brother. I am well, man. It's great to be here. I appreciate the uh, the invite back. That must mean I'm I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, they invite us back every week, so I'm glad that we're not scaring anybody off. You know, it works awesome. both it works both ways. So you know. Anyway, so how you been, my friend? Man, I've been extremely busy, uh, but uh, God has really given me grace in this season. So uh, I, I just prayed that you know for continued balance every day. Right. Uh, worship leader, uh, business professional, uh, father, uh, husband. So, uh, but all of it is going extremely well. So awesome thank you for the grace to juggle. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good, man. Well, we're, we're grateful to have you. We're going to be talking about the songwriting part and how okay. to create that culture. Um, we want to, uh, you know, find out from you, like, you know, what are some of the things that you're going through as a church? I got seven points that I want to share with you guys. And uh, just to let you guys know of what's coming, 
this Thursday. We have Travis Ducier that's going to be with us, songwriter, this coming Thursday. So members at our Washington Training University, be sure to log in and watch live. That's going to be at 11 a.m. Central. And then also next Wednesday, we have our brown bag special on the 29th. That's Wednesday at 12 p.m. with yours truly. And we're going to have a good time. So uh, let's get right to it. So seven points. Uh, talk about this. You know, the one thing that comes to mind, and, and we were kind of talking very, very quickly, I asked you about the songwriting in your church, and you began to tell me about, you know, how how did you develop the songwriting culture in your church? How is that working for you as a team? Um, well, again, um, for, for us, I think it's extremely important for, as the worship team, for us not to feel like we are this independent entity inside the, the, our local church. Hmm. I think, you know, as creatives, uh, we sometimes can uh, paint ourselves in a box and feel like we're not uh, a part of every other ministry in, in, the, in, in the church. And so I believe just understanding that every joint supplies. And, and, and with that being said, uh, I take the approach of always approaching my assignment for Sunday morning uh, based off what's being released through the senior leader. Uh, and, and, and that's especially when it comes down to songs. Um, I don't want to be uh, singing about breakthrough and he's teaching on love. You know, that's like, you know, it, it's right. like, you know, they're both good messages, but we're trying to make sure that uh, the person that, that, that comes and experiences the service, they come home and, and we come there and not leave feeling schizophrenic. Like, I want to love you, but I want to fight you too. So, <laughs> so it's important, I feel like, just to kind of know uh, where, where we are, you know, as, as a ministry, what we're going through, what, what what's the culture, uh, what, you know, and how to, how to jail. And I believe songs um, are extremely important in that role. There's not going to be any preaching in, in heaven. So yeah. um, there's an internal song that's being sung. That's what's happening closest to the throne. Uh, songs carry, you know, and I'm, I'm probably pushing past what you're asking, but songs carry like two important things um, that kind of, uh, it's similar to hypnosis. Uh, that's the power of suggestion and the power of repetition. Mm-hmm. So if you have a worship leader who who understands uh, what God is speaking through the senior leader and he takes those points and put it in song, then you're able to empower the church because now they get it through the preach word. And they begin to also get it through the, you know, through the same word, the song as well. And so I believe that um, you will see a, a church empowered and not just someone who comes to experience a good service, but they leave there with some principles and some values and feeling good about themselves, feeling good about their situation, feeling good about, you know, whatever they're going through, knowing that heaven is backing. me. So I just believe that, you know, it comes with teamwork and mutual respect. Right. Very good. I love that. So tell us about um, like point number one that I want to make as far as developing a songwriting culture and uh, Travis is going to speak a lot more into this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you guys track into that. But um, tell us, Rodney, um, point number one is to demonstrate and lead your team in journaling. So um, most guys don't take journaling seriously. Uh, some maybe just want to do it on the fly. But how do you work with journaling for yourself? And also, how's that with your team? Well, me, I... I have a huge my, my imagination is, is 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 crazy. So like when I when I sit there and um, the pastor is preaching and he's going through his points or notes, as I am taking notes, that always kind of opens up the door for journaling. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can be one point that he makes just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this and run with it. And before I know it, sometime I've uh, left the service <laughs> mentally and I've <laughs> begun, you know, into my song or my notes yeah. or whatever the case may be. So uh, that's like really huge with me, with people who are on my team, um, that they are in service, that they, they do know what's going on, that they mm-hmm. are in corporate prayer, because again, you get instruction from even prayer. So, um, that's not like optional. Um, I expect to see, you know, anybody that's on my team, uh, really, you know, taking notes and hearing God. I mean, you know, I don't want, I, I personally don't want to just journal strictly from experience, you know, but I also want to hear, hear God and, you know, in, in certain atmospheres, I, I really believe service, you know, when there's preaching or singing going on, that that's a, a healthy stream of, in, uh, of influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, it, and it's a healthy, uh, place to write from i mean if if we really look at even the culture of music you know you have worship and then you have what sometimes we call gospel music which kind of really pulls closer to a bluesy side and it pulls closer to uh what my issues are and what i'm going through right and it doesn't always magnify god now and so i believe that when we are sitting under the word of god and when when we're actually being fed and being encouraged, that's one of the most healthiest places in, in, in you know for us to write. I mean, we may highlight some things that that may we may struggle with, but it's going to always come back with a strong message about how good God is hmm. and His direction and His will for our lives. So, journaling a healthy you know atmosphere for journaling is is is, is always to really um, make sure that that's a demand on the team that you have people who are good note takers because that's going to be always the best place to start right. for that your assignment in your local church. So what about creating a time to bring your guys together to do co-writing like a, do you host like a regular team night or whatever, that's, whenever y'all meet? That's part of rehearsal. That's part okay. of rehearsal. Uh, I, we do that. We, we pr- pretty much do that almost every time he changes a series that he's teaching on. Okay. So, you cool. know, if, if there's like, um, one of the things he's teaching on right now is this is the year of the notable. So um, we're, we're just dealing with miracles, miracles in the Bible mm-hmm. and just, you know, notable things that, that have taken place in the lives of believers. And we're writing from that structure. So anytime there's a theme change in, in the ministry, then we, we, we begin to we have to actually stop and, and really go to the drawing board to write. Uh, even if we don't come up with full songs, we get scripture and we get. Uh, keywords and we really just dig in deep, get synonyms. What is what does notable mean? What does this mean? And so, you know, we always have to take that time at least once, once or twice a month to do that. Yeah, good, good. Um, so, point number three is to find out who is writing in your team and spend some serious time with them. Now, tell us about your team because I, you know, last time you, you were here, you were creating a team from scratch, and you have a lot of younger guys in your team as well. So, how's that being played out? Uh, my young guys are amazing. Um, one, 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 the drummer is my son, who's been playing drums. He's 19 now, and uh, wow, got, he's he's he has a lot of maturity on him. He's you know traveling and doing all kind of amazing things, and so is our uh, main keyboard player. He's 21 now. He just graduated from Columbia College and in uh, music therapy and all of that stuff. So they are really. Uh, serious about their craft, uh, but they're also serious about the Lord. So even though I have a young group of musicians, um, they 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 didn't necessarily have to experience what I experienced. Um, we were able to kind of just shield them from some things, um, and so they're 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 really 
Um, they're, they're really amazing when it comes to uh, the environment that we need to set, not just for a Sunday morning, but even um, our writing sessions. They're, they're, they're part of that. Um, I don't know if, you know, sometimes, we, again, I, 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 I discuss this a lot because it's my experience hmm. uh, in, in the culture that I come from that a lot of times creative people can be some of the most prideful people as well. And they tend to only want to stick with their own kind. So That's we don't true. necessarily have to experience that uh, because, you know, there's a mutual respect and a lot of honor. So our writing sessions are amazing because they don't just consist of the singers. It also consists of the musicians. The band. Uh, we also right. allow like even intercessors, those who are praying to be a part of that, because even the, even if they don't have the gift of singing, they may be they still the scribes. The They're scribes. Exactly. They hear from God. They're able to offer some direction, some suggestion. And so even my pastor, he he's there's been plenty of times where he sent me a line that he's heard and said, see what you what, what you can do with this. <laughs> so that's the culture that we're in where everybody hears. But they're able to filter it through the proper channels to say, OK, I, I don't sing. I'm not on the worship team. I'm not trying to take anybody's position. But here's what I'm hearing. See what you can do with that. Yeah. All right, so now let's take it a step further. Number four, be willing to risk your platform for an original song. What's that like with your team? Well, that's our, that's our culture. So we, you will more more than likely hear an original song more than a learned song. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I've been at my church 13 years, and that's 13 years of our yeah. uh, experience. So that's I, awesome. I don't have to risk a platform at church. That they expect it. <laughs> They expect That's it. Cool. I mean, even if I if I were to sing a song like "Good Good Father," they know that by the maybe the second or third verse, I'm really pressing into whatever it is that I, you know, the spontaneity wow. that comes along with that. Because I didn't just learn the song, but I, I, I began to research Abba. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I know that, that that's the intimate form of daddy. And so I can yeah. go into an intimate place and really minister to the believer and bring them to a place of really receiving God and saying, I belong to you. Yeah, man, I love that. And, you know, and there's there's a lot of churches out there that, you know, they they may feel a little bit confined from being as spontaneous because it could do it, it has to do with the leadership or maybe the people in the team. It could just be and it's nothing bad. It could just be also the way that the church culture is. Yeah. So how how are you leading your team to be more freed up in worship? Well, I think that it, it has a lot to do with the leadership. I mean, if you're not doing what you doing confidence, um, yeah. then your team is going to also feel that 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 uh, that lack of confidence and uh, that fear will govern the atmosphere. And now yeah. here it is, you know, the worship team is there to literally uh, open the heavens to to uh, make the believer open their hearts and be, you know, come to a place of really receiving, uh, you know, dealing with those stony hearts. I, I look at worship mm-hmm. like uh, every opportunity to lead worship is like playing the saw. You don't know who's about Who's, what they went through and who's about to throw a javelin at you, but you have to be able to have the right uh, anointing and uh, assignment and song to be able to minister peace to them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's, yeah, God, God has been merciful to me in that, in that area. Uh, my team is very confident uh, in, in, in uh, following me and even uh, their great support when having to lead out in that instance as well. But again, we, we do our best to try to be prepared ahead of time. Right. Cool. Uh, tell us this, number five. It says to add value to others by reserving your preferences. So what do you do, Rodney, when someone writes something that you're kind of like, ah, not sure if I'm really feeling that, but 
what do you do? Well, when we hear, especially when we write, uh, my term for rehearsal, we don't necessarily call it rehearsal. I call practicing the presence. Right. Uh, and when we are ministering, we, we should be first partakers of whatever we release. If, we, if it didn't really take us there corporately, you know, as a small group, then we may not want to incorporate it right now. And, and, and I have this thing called what's, what, what do we release right now? And what do we release later? There are many songs that we have written that are not right now songs that if it come out of prayer, come out of overflow, it's a good idea. It sounds mm-hmm. good, but it's just not a right now mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. So we understand that some things we do because we hear so much, there's so many ideas, everything won't be a right now type of a song. Right. So it's it's got to be in the right context. But how how do you you know, maybe guide others where when you're in a writing session, because this is what a lot of other guys struggle with too, is, you know, somebody throws out a line or they throw out something musically that doesn't really, it doesn't vibe. It doesn't jive with whatever, what else is going on. So how do you redirect them in a positive way? Um, Redirecting. I always, you know, I mean, I'll I'll ask the question as far as, okay, what, where, where, you know, what are you hearing? Um, and because everybody's not musicians, so sometimes they can hear a thought, right. uh, they can hear a really good concept, but musically they don't know how to articulate it. So, um, again, we're real good with just kind of, you know, getting together with one of the musicians and just trying to, you know, understanding that, you know, it's this is a safe environment to uh, tweak it. Yeah. It's not about us. Yeah. It's never been about us. It's really only about God. Uh, and so, again, a lot of them really trust uh, my leadership. Um, and that's because I, I really strive to always encourage. So every person on yeah. my team, yeah. if, if I was nowhere around them, they could always tell you what I feel like is is strong about them and, and, and or, or weak about them, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. But I'm really good at saying, OK, man, you know, you're really amazing at writing the song of the Lord. Oh, man, you really hear, you really hear, you know, songs of deliverance really well. Or, you know, you are, you know, you are the breakthrough praise person that when you open up your mouth, everything, <laughs> even the pews are dancing. And so they all know what, what, you know, what their grace is. And it doesn't yeah. mean that they're limited to that. Like, this is the only thing you can't do. But this is what sticks out about you. Yeah. And so people are really good with. You know, how you put your hand in a glove, you're not putting the thumb where the index finger goes. So they're good at fitting their hand in that glove and just saying, okay, "Okay, I'm a thumb. I know that I'm a thumb. I'm a part of the hand. I'm important. When we close, we're going to make a fist and we're going to have some impact. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's about just encouraging that that person individually so that they they never feel, you know, like rejected or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. You know, they just take that, you know, constructive criticism. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a good point. I shared that with my own worship team this morning as we met for planning and just letting them know that, hey, if someone is a little bit weaker in their skills and they want to join the group or something that something else that's going on is in the ministry, you know, always encourage them to say, hey, this is great. These are some areas that I feel that you can work in and you can be better at as opposed to just saying, no, this is not good, you know, because you're right. Negativity doesn't win. So, um, Point number seven, teach in and reach out. What does that mean for you? Teach in and reach out. Um, well, when I first hear that, I I, um, I think about the teaching aspect of uh, as a leader, uh, how well are the people that are under you trained? Do you take time to just train? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
again, I, I teach a songwriting class. Uh, one of the things, you know, I wrote a book, Pen of a Ready Writing, just talks about, and this is just based on my studies. I know there are way more songs, but I talk about the seven songs you used to sing on purpose, song of worship, song of praise, song of the Lord, song of the bride, song of worship. Uh, I mean, songs of edification. That's where we sing to each other. Huh. Uh, songs of uh, warfare. You know, we may be in a season like my church right now. We look at the huh. land. We're having issues with the city. So, yeah. you know, says the, the kingdom suffering violent, but the violent taken by force. Well, we are. We, we may sing songs sometimes that just re- encourage us to be a fighting church, to not give up. We, we know we will get what we're after and things of that nature. So yeah. there are seven song types, song types. It doesn't mean that it'll sound, you know, everything, you know, but we talk about what those songs are. We find them scripturally and we, we, we push that. And so I'm, I'm confident that the people on my team know what those seven song types are. Love so that. I teach in, all the time, you know, as far as, you know, that that's concerned, reaching out. Um, I feel like reaching out can be uh, in a sense, not just I travel a lot. Uh, I, pre- I provide opportunities for my team to go out as well, where cool. we're able to cool. you know go out and experience other cultures, other people. Uh, bump into other worship leaders, other musicians, uh, you know, just things of that nature, as well as bringing some of those who are more experienced than even myself. I'm able to reach out and bring them in and even expose us to other cultures and other other avenues and things that I'm not uh, exceptionally well at doing. Hmm. I love it. Uh, you mentioned the seven types of songs. Uh, would you mind sending that? to us and then what i want to do is i'll post it after the show and i'll put it in the comments under the video is that cool because i know you guys want to see that so um last thing number seven um and let me just kind of recap from the very top where we are we're talking about the seven ways of how you can create a songwriting culture in church number one we talked about demonstrating and lead your team and journaling number two is develop and host a regular team night or day whatever Number three is find out who's interested in songwriting and meet them with them regularly. Number four was be willing to risk your platform for an original song. That means, you know, basically you're getting out of the way. Number five, add value to others by reserving your preferences. Number six, teach in and reach out. That's where we were just now. Um, And then lastly, number seven, this is a big one. Win over your senior pastor. Now, but that's being said because, as everybody knows, uh, worship leaders and worship—I pa- mean, worship leaders and senior pastors—sometimes um, there's that fine line where you know either there's some mistrust on one side or the other. Um, how important is it for you, Rodney, to make sure that you maybe not win over your pastor, but to partner with him? Uh, that's huge for me. That's something that I'll often uh, hammer uh, covenant. I believe that um, one of the things that I always say is anything born outside of covenant is illegitimate. Uh, And so if we if we don't have that that teamwork, if we don't have that mutual uh, agreement on the direction, then, you know, the Bible says a two headed. uh, What is it? uh, 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 it's unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man yes. is unstable in all his ways. And so there's only one senior leader. Um, he, he's put you in position for a reason, not to be a yes man, not to be, you know, fall into man pleasing, but to really be able to uh, take a vision and run with it with the grace that's on your life to do it. 
Right. And so, you know, being able to, I, I think one of the, the, the greatest compliments a pastor can, can get is hearing some of the things that he's taught sung back or, and demonstrated and, 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 uh, and, you know, where he's able to observe certain things through those he's set in position, not just through the scene, the, uh, the leader of the word, but through the, you know, the worship team as a whole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's huge for me. That's huge for me. Yeah. There are times where we've sung spontaneous songs in service, but we we are baptized in the language of the house <laughs> in our culture. And so Love God that. has released spontaneous songs through us that has caused the pastor to sit and you know come out and be like, you know what? I was gonna teach on this <laughs> right. today. Right. And after hearing the you know the song that was sung in worship, God led me and moved me to go here, and he led me and moved yeah. me to go here. I mean, that's when you know that you are on one accord. If you don't have those moments, that's right. it will happen every week. That's then, right. you, know, you may need to have, you know, spend some time with your pastor and just, you know, look at some things, reevaluate some things. Yeah, it's it's a whole worship event. Yeah. And um, what I love about what you said is that your church witnesses all of that and they testify that there's not just a, a union and a partnership between you and your pastor, but you're allowing God to do his work his way and not trying to just force church. Yeah. Yeah. It, it cannot be a forced experience that those are things that, that cannot be hidden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always tell my, my team, I said, when you look out at the congregation, um, you see what you demonstrate. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. a mirror every time. If there's discord between you and the leader or discord between you and the musicians or discord between you and it, trust me, the people in the pew yeah. are going to be the first ones to pick it up. Right. <laughs> right. They're, yeah. they're, they're smarter than what we think. They are. <laughs> Way they smarter are. Than they what are. We think. I mean, especially when they call you down after the service, I'm like, hey, um, I kind of noticed and you're you know backing up about whatever. Um, but, you know, actually, there's a lot of good in that, too. Because we need people not to tear us down after a service, but you need people around you within your own team. Hopefully, as we talked about creating a culture within your team, spending time with them regularly, hopefully you have that relationship with your team members where you know you're accountable to each other and you can say to one another, "Hey, is everything all right today? I noticed that you know you were a little bit off. Um, you know, is it me? Is it yeah?" And these are conflict things that we don't always like to work with uh, or say because they're not easy to handle but the better that you relate with your team and spend time with them the easier that becomes Uh, real quick Teresa, thank you she says the lord gave this before a sunday service recently uh the word and worship working together yeah great word Teresa. thank you for that yeah and uh, Raphael, thank you so much for commenting he says so true uh yeah i think the more camaraderie that we have as a team it's 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 infectious to the congregation um, go ahead, it's, it's not even just sometimes coming together to write or coming together to sing, you know, in rehearsal. But I, I believe prayer time is, is exceptionally, I mean, or extremely important um, for a team. Yeah. I had uh, an opportunity about five years ago to go to South Africa. I was in uh, uh, an area called Swaziland, which is wow. an amazing place. It's one of the only uh, parts of Africa that still has a king. Um, so really? what I love about that area is because they understand kingdom because they live in one. Um, but specifically, they were talking about we were going over the seven song types. And I remember I had, this was my second time going and they traveled. And they said, look, you know, Rodney, look, we've, you know, read your book. We've, you know, put to use most of the things that you taught us. 
we struggle with certain songs and, and they were like specifically singing the song of the, um, the, the, the song of the bride. They're like, why is it that we can flow so hard, so easily in praise and this, but yeah. when we come to the song of the bride, we struggle. And so, you know, I, I just begin to go about, we are his bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, there are just certain things we can't be confused about in our lives and our day to day walk that, that qualifies us to be a bride. I've been married 22 years, and as you see, I don't have my ring on because my finger swells up when I play guitar sometimes. <laughs> but my ring has absolutely nothing to do with my relationship. It's my day-to-day walk, and there are things right. that you have to uh, – there are certain disciplines you have to have in your life in order to access certain things from heaven and from God. And so when I went around, I asked him, I said, first of all, what is your corporate prayer life like as a team? And they all, we don't pray together. And so I'm saying, okay, so if you don't pray together, why are you a part of a team that you don't trust to pray for you and with you? And so we went around and and, and I asked him, I said, you know, are there things about you that you need prayer for, but you don't feel safe in this environment asking for? And the, the answer was yes. You had a group of people who has to stand before a congregation week after week and, and, and encourage them through song. But nobody felt safe enough to share their most intimate struggles mm. with each other. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, we you know, we had to really, you know, just kind of work through that. We went through a season, you know, a moment of truth around the table and we that was amazing breakthrough. But just you'd be surprised at mm. the things that block us, the things that really destroy a culture within a culture. Yeah. So the worship team is unable to really function from a healthy place for the local service because on a smaller level, there's a lot of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And I, and, the, and the more that we allow that dysfunction to fester yeah. and we don't do anything about it as leaders, yeah. that's what's going, that drama and that negativity is going to creep itself in, back into worship. And yeah. it, it's just, it just amazes me how it, it just takes one person just to tear it all down. Um, that's what Lucifer been doing from the beginning. Right. He's been breaking up families. Uh, the Bible says that when he got when he lost, you know, lost a fight and got kicked out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with. Him. Yeah. So it's always been his his his, you know, thing to break it up, to, to destroy, to to sow discord. You know, right. So. Right. So then, you know, for for you guys as the leader of your worship team, you guys as worship leaders, lead songwriters take control of what God's given you and invest in your team, but also continue to guide your team safely to ferret out that drama. So um, anyway, Rodney, it's been fantastic to have you today, man. Thanks so much for sharing and just being real and, and letting us, giving us an inside look at your church and your culture. Thank you so much for having me, man. I was, uh, had an amazing time sharing. You you actually stirred up some things I need to revisit. And, <laughs> awesome. Uh, make sure that we go back and you know re, re, you know put together again. Awesome. Well, thank you, my man. It good to see you. We'll have you back again. So stay right there with us. And okay. uh, guys, we want to do a shout out and thanks to Travis DCA for the article. Members, you can find that article link that I just put in Facebook right now. If you're listening by the audio playback, be sure to go to wttu.co/events and catch all the stuff right there. So again, Travis. 
Travis is going to be joining us this Thursday at 11 a.m. Central. You don't want to miss it. Brownback special next Wednesday, along with our um, next week. You're going to check all the events out on WTTU.co. And we got some other good news. Uh, we're going to be releasing the brand new worship team training site. Uh, thank you so much, Ogeshi. I hope I'm saying that correctly. And Teresa and um, John. Raphael, for all your comments. Thank you guys for that and joining us. Uh, we are releasing the brand new worshipteentraining.com site coming up later this month, 1st of September. We'll let you know, but some good things there. So, guys, thanks for being with us today on the broadcast. We appreciate you guys. You're the best. And uh, it's, it's leaders like you that make events like this and teaching like this happen. So we pray that share this with your worship team, with your friends, somebody that you know that needs to be encouraged today with these words and again we want to thank rodney for being with us again rodney you're awesome thank you so much thank you so much you bet and guys we'll be seeing you guys back very soon again this coming thursday and remember you don't need to be perfect just let the lord lead you both in life and in worship love you guys and see you back very soon bye this has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director brandon dempsey Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. All right, so now you heard the message of being still and the scriptures that were read about learning how to dwell. Are you doing that? And how can you unplug to come away and to be in the God's presence? This is the reason why we've developed worship team training university. God has called us here to help you, the worship leaders as we lead worship together. We also are to encourage one another to train up to spur on and to find the needed help for you and your ministry and your season right now so that you can explore and transform in the way that God has called you to lead your ministry, most of all, to live your life. Visit WTTU.co and become a member to get more encouragement, to find more tools in music and worship, how to lead your craft, songwriting, you name it. But most importantly, it's to help develop you as a well-rounded, wholehearted worshiper and leader of God. Check out WTTU.co.